Hello, Red vs. Blue fans, and welcome to another episode of the AfterBuzz TV Red vs. Blue After Show. We will be covering episodes 5 through 8, and we will see you after the opening. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! And I appreciate the light show as well. Alexa's going above and beyond. Are we having fun? Well, yeah, because she was doing it on rhythm. So I'm always a fan of that. Yeah. This is just a remarkably cool song. It really is. There is just something about the Mission Impossible theme that's so good. So, yes. Welcome to the show. We're back after about a month. Every four weeks, it takes us a while. But yes, welcome back to the Red vs. Blue After Show. We are having a blast. We are talking about episodes five through eight. The Brick Gulch Chronicles, Orange is the New Red, Invaders from Another Mother, and the number one movie in the Galaxy 3. Of course, with me, I have the wonderful Mark Donica. That's me. Uh, I'm, I'm wearing my uh, yellow for sister, of course. Uh, <laughs> but uh, aside from that, happy to be here. Uh, find me on Twitter, Mark B. Donica. The wonderful Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. Representing for Blue Team. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter at Kiaje. That's K I A X E T. And I'm wearing what I wore to work. So. I mean, it's got gray in there. You could be freelancer. It does. Gray we're and going white. gray, black, and white. We're going freelance. This is actually my Game of Thrones dress because it's all ravens all, all the, the time. All the ravens. Anyway, hello to everyone in chat. We are definitely watching the live chat. We are also watching the hashtag ABTVRVB. If you have something fun to say, if you want to join in the conversation, those are the places to do it. I just noticed that you tied your handkerchief around your headphones, so you're going to have a heck of a time getting those off after the show. Oh, no. no it'll be he's fine. good. He's good. That'll be fine. Okay. I've also got no, plenty fine. of room. It's not tight. That's true all right so what did you guys think of these episodes um the uh, the, i rewatched the brick one it was so cute oh i i had forgotten because it was weeks ago and coming back to it again i was like oh yeah that was freaking adorable it was yeah um crap i'll have to bring it back later but um the, something that I noticed from from the the Brick Gold Chronicles, but the uh, it, it was a great way to do uh, stop motion. Like the the preview just made it look like it was just going to be a Lego episode and animated. But the fact that it was Vic started out with the multiverse theory, yeah, was cool. It's like oh, so this is just another version of this story in another place. Um, at, but um, I, I like the Funhouse episodes. Um, I think it. If they they brought a little bit too much into. I mean, they're they're good at bringing real life into uh, their their uh, fictional stuff. Just Rooster Teeth in general. Mm-hmm. So bringing the cult of Peak that was funny. Um, but I I think it it could have it could have taken a, another pass. I still really liked it, but um, I, I don't I didn't think we needed two episodes for that. But it, but it was good. It was good. But it was spaced out a little bit too much. I feel like this was a sandwich where we had really good bread and really mediocre filling. Which doesn't make for the greatest of sandwiches. Like, I love the Brick Gulch Chronicles. I laughed so hard. I thought that episode was incredibly clever. The coming back to the number one movie in the galaxy again and having it be Freddie Wong and Rocket Jump, just it looked amazing. We spent probably five minutes talking about how we need a Halo movie done like this. Like, yes, please. Absolutely. That's the group to do it, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, no, they'll do it right. But Orange is the New Red and Invaders from Another Mother were both just... I was bored. Um, Com- to be completely honest, that I loved Cherry. I thought Cherry was the funniest <laughs> the thing. Self destruct button. Yeah, 
like she made me really happy. Mm. But I, it might have been because I don't follow a lot of Funhouse. I'm not Funhouse literate. Funhouse is a different type of comedy. It's it really it it's such a sep- such as I wouldn't say a separation, but it's a departure from the the regular uh, comedy that Rooster Teeth does. And this is all sort of like how the original group wrote sort of different type of idiosyncrasies within themselves yeah. to sort of uh, quote unquote exploit. They did the same. So a lot of the characterizations were really there. The fact that Kovac was somebody who just couldn't handle anybody's crap, which <laughs> which was good. He was he was the or he and and James's character were both uh, the 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 like the normal people um i i liked how they made a a sarge allegory but i yeah. thought since everybody else wasn't like we didn't have a lopez we, we didn't have we a, didn't this, have a one-to-one we, we didn't yeah. exactly we didn't have yeah. one-to-ones why do we have to have a one-to-one with this sarge and why wasn't why weren't they in the sarge episode uh a couple of episodes ago when we were when we met all of the sarges like i think that could have added an extra little thread that could have made it a little bit tighter because they would have died <laughs> fair play <laughs> Fair Turf play. would no longer be around if he'd been in the Sarge episode. He'd be dead. That is fair play. Or I mean, um, dead earlier. He's, I was gonna say they're dead now, so it doesn't matter. And, and Still dead. I, I really, really enjoyed Sarge three, but I, I think they could have spent more time with content because yeah. the jokes were here, guys in masks, but we're saying they're celebrities, and that was funny. For like the first three or four, but they kept going and going and going. Oh, I was but howling the, the entire time. We got to Tilda Swinton and I lost it. See, like if they had like there, there's I, there was definitely a place for Tilda Swinton in that cast. I'm, <laughs> yes. not, saying, I'm not saying that there wasn't, <laughs> but like the 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 parts where I laughed the most were the parts where oh these are our characters. Here's here's Sarge saying because the Red Hills paid in advance, which like, has always been one of my favorites. So, <laughs> yes. and, and then the reason we played the Mission Impossible theme is because they're on the motorcycles talking over each other. Like that was that was was my favorite part but it's because we got character that and and the part where agent washington spoiling at the end all that stuff it's a lot of fun but it was like let's we could have cut that down get a little bit more of real life dialogue and action and stuff because they're they're good at action we we saw a lot of mass crowd shots of action why why spend time of doing uh close-up shots of of characters not doing anything I honestly thought it was very much it was very much an action movie trailer. I it mean, was. you have all yeah. the big set piece explosions and whatnot, but you also have the them staring at each other angrily or looking as something dramatic happens. Or, you know, it, it, the choke is that they're in masks and you can't tell. Mm-hmm. I, I think it was as long as it needed to be. I could have stood for another 15, 20 seconds in the theater with the guys just because yeah. I miss them um, a lot. Exactly. Dialogue. <laughs> our characters. That's like even the little bit that we got of Caboose and the laser team joke was funny. Yeah. But yeah. They, yeah. Laser team. Laser three. Three. <laughs> I, I agree. I, I do miss like our core cast, but um, after after so long. But um, I, I agree. I think the, the Brick episode, the Brick Gulch Chronicles and Freddie Wong's were the best by far. But I'm going to come to the defense of the Funhouse guys a little bit. And I, I'm with you in the same boat. I am not familiar with their other stuff, so I come as an outsider too. But, and we were talking about this yesterday, comedy is so subjective. Exactly. That, yeah. like, I'm watching this, and even though I'm only occasionally laughing, I'm recognizing that's a joke and that's funny. I'm just not laughing out loud yeah. right now, if that makes any sense. It does. But I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and give an example actually with Red versus Blue. When I got the first season of Red versus Blue on DVD, I was so jazzed and so pumped. I could not wait to sit down and show it to all my friends. But 
I sat down with one friend, and within the first 30 seconds, the second they mentioned a box can canyon in the middle of nowhere, she was in hysterics. Mm-hmm. She was dying of laughter, and we laughed throughout the entire DVD. Uh, I went over to another friend's house, and I popped it in, and we got through the entire first episode, and it was dead silence. And I went, oh, no. Wrong crowd. <laughs> Wrong crowd. So comedy is really subjective. And by the time we got to that, that was a, that was a long season, by the way, sitting down for that one. Just wait. Uh, wait till episode 50. Trust me. It'll be it's great. Fantastic. Just wait till season six. Just wait till season <laughs> They're like, six. You're crazy. Well, you know, there's a whole crop of people where it's like, oh, don't even bother with Blood Gold. Just go into season six. That like, no, I have, I have a cadre of people where it's like, I'm getting you into versus blue we're starting with episode one yes this is a good jumping on point this is a good jumping on point but really if you want to understand why you ever wonder why we're here is actually really legitimately funny we're starting with episode one and and i'm one of those people but also there's there's so many other just small instances with the characters that get referenced throughout the entire saga so it makes it that much deeper and that much thicker and to Quote unquote, and for us audio our audio listeners, He's slug, doing scare quotes. Slug through the the first five seasons is that's not like I, I had a friend who I was trying to get get into it. Uh, he's like I couldn't make it really into past like season two, and I was like, give it time. It's it's something that that you need to be ready for. Like yeah, it's 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 something that's worth your time. I highly recommend anybody to do it. In yeah. reference to the the Funhouse one, because they're a different they're a different cut of comedy. Um, there are, there are a lot of times during their their stuff where I'm not uproariously laughing. They're yeah. not they're not uh, uh, ha ha yucksters so yeah. to speak. They're super subtle just with how they randomly change how they talk or what they talk about and go along with a reference that somebody made and really subtle. So it I think that their style flourished here, but it's not a style that the mass and, and already the the achievement hunter, uh, the regular achievement hunter audience doesn't quote unquote, doesn't really like Funhouse at times, and and they're like, why are they even on this channel? So calm down, rivalry. Give it, yeah, just give it time. Uh, th- this is a new group of guys and injected a, a different type of lifeblood into this company. I so, will see the um, the red team being FH fifty seven and the blue t- F- FS FS or FH. I can't remember fifty seven, and the uh, blue team being AH thirteen. Mm-hmm. Like. Yes. Yeah. Subtle references. God bless. Um, and and somebody talked touched on it in chat. Zanordo in chat. Um, my favorite thing was going back and watching the Brickle Chronicle, Chronicles and having uh, Jen Brown as the mom go Malcolm Hargrove, and I went, "Whoa!" <laughs> like I totally missed it the first yes. time. The second time I was like, "It's awesome, sweet revenge." I definitely got that the first time. It just kind of went. I'm going to my room and never coming out. Is his older brother Leonard? Because they were Leonard's toys. They were his older brother's toys. Yeah, that's what what it was like. It was like, brother, brother, who's the brother? Can we? Oh, yeah. The the stupid random things that come up that aren't, that may not be plot related, but are because they rhyme. It's really. (laughs) Let's be real. His brother is Leonard. We're rolling with it. Everyone has accepted this. (laughs) (laughs) Why can't he just play like video games like a normal kid? So happy. (laughs) Social norms are changing. I just, where did that child get hydrochloric acid? 
That was my like, biggest question. Was, me too. Like, like where I'll did that buy come the firecrackers. From? I totally get the firecrackers, oh, but he must yeah. have swiped them from school. <laughs> That's the only place. Like, he must have gone to a place that was both an elementary school, a middle school, and a high school. Because that's yeah, the because only thing I can think of. Yeah, I do not remember having hydrochloric acid in chemistry in middle school or even high school. I you feel like things? they lock up chemicals as far away from children and teenagers as they can possibly manage. You would I like mean, to think that. One I mean, one think. of my goals in life is to get a small hunk of pure cesium and throw it into a pond. Because I know what happens. And you, you know what happens. That's that's a dream. <laughs> that is a dream. I saw it on a video once and it was beautiful. So Apparently, I, oh, dear God. <laughs> we RVB descriptive audio in the chat says, finding acid isn't hard. <clears throat> I'm like, okay. Right. I feel like there's a story there. And I feel like I would be impl- implicated in something if I listened to it. So Just uh, be descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, this, I mean, I think also the fact that the, the first group of episodes were so sort of tied into story, yeah. and these ones were, a, I mean, I would say a complete departure. They these, were standalones. These are what we would call fandom OCs, fandom original yeah, characters. characters. So, yeah, and it's, sometimes the fandom OCs go really well, and sometimes it's just like, well, that was nice. I mean, I watched one episode twice, I watched the other one three times, Cherry made me laugh every single time. But aside from that, I don't think I'll be watching them again. They were just not my speed. I mean, it is nice, again, as you said, the the idea that multiverse theory was brought up, and then we get this, you know, essentially trio of stories. I I figure, like, that's, uh, although granted, the the Funhouse ones are still sort of in that canon. In canon. They still work. the number one movie in the galaxy is also, I just, I loved the preface for the PSA that, you know, our characters take the time to come and talk to you, the audience, about important things like (laughs) voter rights and the meaning of of Christmas. And I'm like, this is also when the animators collapse into a corner and attempt to catch their breath before next week catches up to them. Like, (laughs) PSAs are just like, we are behind the curve for animation, you guys. We need to do, we need to schedule in these breaks, otherwise we're going to die. And but funnily enough, I think this PSA is the most work done on a PSA in the entire history of the show. There were oh real my God, explosions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so that, that I enjoyed this a lot. I think I need to go and watch more Rocket Jump stuff because this yeah. was a ton they, of fun. They do something called This Week at Rocket Jump where it's it starts out as like a vlog style, but it turns into a short. They have an ama- amazing Short film, um, Freddy wants to be a really cool boss, so he fills the office with pool, uh, pool balls, excuse me, with, uh, with, um... Ball pit? Ball pit balls. Um, and it, and it starts, everybody's like, oh, you're the best ever! And then, like, an hour later, everybody's like, I'm trying to get my work done, where's the mouse? And then it just takes the <laughs> worst, and especially, I mean, the worst possible turn. And, uh, it's... Horrifying, <laughs> like not even exaggerating. It's like the when when the 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 twist slash reveal starts. I I I. It's, What's the it's name of the sketch? My favorite sketch. Yeah, I, I, but if you just look up Rocket Jump uh, Ball, ball pit. pit. When you, when you woke up, it wasn't Seattle. It, it's wor- it's worse. It was uh. it's frightening. Um, and also, they did one. Uh, uh, yeah, Rocket Jump is amazing, and and I like the fact that we're getting these from the different uh, houses. Excuse the pun, uh, so that people can get a chance to see other people's work and and really yeah. expand their horizons. Well, and I know Shannon McCormick is behind one. Barb's going to be behind.
behind one. I have said this multiple times, and I'll say it again. I cannot wait to see what Ernest Klein does. I am just so excited. I wonder what the Game Grumps are going to do because yeah. they have because they have a history. They were in the Chorus trilogy, so yeah. is it going to be about their characters or are they going to do something uh, that a would be bit really funny? Unique? That would be really it's funny. Like, right in the lap, like, I'm, it's like <laughs> where is it? That's oh, right, my lap. Complains <laughs> about that. Well, and we know we this is kind of more predictions territory, and we'll get there. We kind of know what we're getting for the next three or so episodes because of the post Miles made, and that is something that we will bandy around when we get towards the end of things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think we're actually going to be doing a super short after show today because multiple reasons. Yeah. Is there uh, anything that really stuck out to you guys about the Brick Gulch Chronicles? Anything that you want to bring yes, up? Yes, I absolutely adored the references. The Jurassic Park references, the yes. Toy Story references, the Lego movie references, all of the, like... Seeing them all sprinkled throughout, I'm like, this this is like so many of my favorite things just stuck in a blender and like put onto the screen. It's fantastic. Um, Particularly when Jen's about to step on them. Again, it was right out of Toy Story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, honestly, Malcolm's behavior was right out of Toy Story. I'm like, (laughs) oh, it's Sid. It was basically Sid. And I give kudos to anybody who always integrates a Jurassic Park reference into anything. Mm -hmm. Um, I always give kudos. I'm waiting for somebody to do Clever Girl in in a movie, and I, I don't think I've seen one yet, but no one's done that yet. Please do it. It makes we, me so I've happy. We have hope comics. for Simmons. We, we have hope for Simmons. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I I loved the just the breakfast in bed running joke. Like, as long well, as, as you have the, the traditional breakfast in bed, you're fine. See? <laughs> That's not a thing. And the, the, most, the most valuable thing you have in Blue Base, and he brings out. Yeah, so like, okay. So, so that's that's what I have to say about about the Brick Culture Chronicles. Is this if for the, we were talking about how important seasons one through five are? If you want a distilled, super super distilled version of the type of humor and the type of world that they built in seasons one through five, and you haven't gone back and seen it, this is sort of a a window into that. You get the very basics of what these characters are, except they replaced Doc with Freckles. But aside from that, um, well, and yeah. yeah, you basically get all of their character relationships, like Donut being like, I thought you guys were the rescue. And God, they were like, donut. no, we didn't notice you were gone. <laughs> I um, thought you guys were, I thought you were dead. Nah. It's like, <laughs> yeah, nah, he'll be back. He just comes back and no one ever explains it. That's the joke. No, whatever, he'll come back in five years or something. We just watched him die. Eh. Um, it, yeah, and it's like, uh, about that, Sarge, about your, your no-loss record, about uh, Donut. What? I'm right here, guys. I'm like, no. Um, so, so having that distillation, uh, Griff's re- relationship with food, the the the, the, pizza. the pizza bit was was phenomenal. And Caboose using a firecracker as a candle at the end. But also, like, yeah, I, I, sticking on Griff, his speech about nobody ever wants to do what I want to do, and <laughs> damn it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stick to my guns and do something about it. Are you stupid? But having having Griff stand up for himself like we very rarely see him but he did at some point through one through five and you may go oh he's not just a lazy guy he's he a really ba- lazy guy <laughs> yeah. he, he picks his battles specifically in, when it comes to food he and puts, doing as little work as possible he puts effort into his laziness yeah. exactly oddly enough the energy he saves from being lazy gets like a stockpile it until channeled, it gets released yeah. <laughs> Well, those are the times where he has to run for his life. So yeah. it's good to have that stockpile of extra. It's like, that's not how it works. No, we're talking hmm. blood gulch. That That is how it works. It can work however you want it to work. Who needs physics? Yeah. But yeah, Brick Gulch was 
absolutely fantastic. I love that. Did they name the cat Puma? The, they it was never a did. big cat. They never, they never, they they never named it. It was a big cat. It was a big cat. Big cat. Even if there was, if we got to see the script, I'm sure it would say a cat Puma, and then yeah. I'm actually surprised we didn't see the script in the short. Like it was that type of a of an open world short where it's like, oh, there's a script right there. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Like Leonard is making this scene. Like he's he's trying to make a web series. Or something, and that would have gotten even more meta. Or, like, to make it more meta, Leonard, the older brother, is writing, you know, he's writing a short about his little brother like messing with his toys who are alive. He's hearing about what, he's hearing what's downstairs, and, he, and he's like, I have an idea, like, yeah. think. Um, also, uh, at the end. Pushes his up slowly. <laughs> nice poll. Uh, how much, how, how, how much of a mind blower would it be if at the end, even though this, this isn't a real episode or anything, it has no time or space, if Tucker was in the meta armor in the movie theater. I know. Oh like my what, god! But like they're like, I wonder if they're like, should we? No. Then that gives a story after the thing. We don't want to do that. But if they just went like, or if you saw the meta and heard Tucker's voice, and then he like came out or something, <laughs> you that would have blew just, my <laughs> mind. Yeah. The uh, yeah, but the yeah, because then it then it definitely as a PSA, it does take place after the fact. Yeah. You know that yeah. sort of thing. So you can't really do that until we sort of get placed in some way definitively after the fact whether it's you know five minutes after the fact or three months after the fact however long after season 13 ended. How long did your cliffhanger happen? About a season and a half. Well because again Miles said. We blew it in a PSA. (laughs) Didn't see that one coming. It's like oh no it's our our cliffhanger's going to last for a year and a half because we're going to put a whole other season in the middle and it's just like well, dangle it. And dangle, uh, Miles dangle. said, and maybe he was just trolling a little bit, but Miles oh, said trolling. that if he had his way, he would never show, you know, that fight, or we we would never see the definitive like consequences of that fight. We would oh, just yeah, skip no. forward a little bit down the line. Oh, I'm sure that's exactly what they're going to do. Why would you pick up on that? It's a great ending. You just pick up season 16, and you just kind of go, well, we won. And everyone mm. else goes, what? We, well, and again, what? the point we is that... It. And the point is that Epsilon will never know. He has to go out on a limb. Mm-hmm. That's that's yeah. kind of the point. So. Yes. Post and Epsilon I love it. World. And yeah. I love it. And I also want the fan animations of that battle if they exist. I don't know. Someone, <laughs> someone made their own animated GIFs at one point, and it was heartbreaking because they definitely imagined a bad end. Oh, I mean, no oh, matter they what, they were beautiful, but my heart hurts no, like, so no, badly. No matter what, fan or otherwise, I don't, I don't think I want to see the direct end of that. As much oh, as, no. as, as much as right when it ended, I was like, "That's where you're ending it." Like since then, it's you like monster. That's a, that is that is a wonderful, beautiful way to end that season. It is. That's one of those things where now, emotionally you're angry, but intellectually you're like, "No, that's a great idea." Actually, that was this freaking is, brilliant. This is wonderful, but your emotions at the time are still like, "Shut up, brain." So Pulling your hair out. We're gonna feel feelings right now. Like you want to shop, and just like that makes sense. We don't have a heck of a lot of time. We can talk about this on our panel at RTX. What? Breathe, breathe. So let's talk about Orange Is the New Red and Invaders from Another Mother. Is there anything we didn't bring up that you guys wanted to talk about? I think if they, if um, if we get another at some point, if we get another set of storyline with. Uh, like if we get another season of just whatever, throw science to the wall, see what sticks. Um, I would like to see the build of this because we did uh, like to see how like they talked about 
what happened. If I, I feel if we saw what happened as opposed to the aftermath of what happened, it it would be a little bit more like season six and beyond instead of like Blood Gulch, which it, it kind of resembled, but it might have gotten a little bit more interest. But I but I, I really enjoy the episodes. Yeah, I, I don't hate them. Absolutely not. And I, I think there's a lot of good stuff in them. Uh, for me, what I think would have elevated them or like if we're going to return to this as like a jumping off point, I would like to see Command slash Freelancer HQ actively manipulating and see how the relationship between Command manipulation and like the results, because we we sort of get that in a Blood Gulch Chronicles. Yeah. But again, we're, we're getting it in pieces in terms of Freelancer and then, you know, Florida coming in and everything like that. Yeah. So I would like to, in real time, see Command do something and then immediately see the result, you know, for our reds and blues. I think that would be very interesting. Kind of what, like, it's kind of voyeuristic, but watching Command watch the reds and blues, yeah. if that makes any sense. The the popcorn dot gif of it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The very rear yeah. window. <laughs> yeah, I just, I these episodes were okay. Again, for me, Cherry was the absolute best part of them. Made me laugh every single time. She was Evidently, very funny. she's a takeoff on Siri, and Siri's occasional inability to figure out what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, and um, I, I, on that, though, she, she actually, aside from that, uh, Elise, the Elise Williams, the the woman who, who voiced Cherry, uh, has that sort of an air about her on Funhouse. So I would recommend if you ever see Elise in like a thumbnail, check it out. She's her, both her and James, who who wrote the episode, have amazing senses of humor. All right, even though like personal channel stuff. All right, and number one movie in the galaxy three. I just loved the litany of celebrities. I, I just, it made me so happy. I managed to spell Matthew McConaughey correctly <laughs> in my notes, and I don't know how I Good did job. that. McConaughey. McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> but I just, I, I I thought the list of celebrities was one of the funniest things that they did because it just kept going. And because I, I just, I loved it. I, I was a big fan of just the whole approach because, and we talked a little bit about this um, right after we watched the episode, but there's absolutely no reason why video game movies shouldn't be good. And I feel like if Freddie Wong and his team wanted to make a full-length Halo feature that absolutely kicked ass, Shut they could. Shut up and take yeah. my money. Shut up and take my money. And and we've definitely seen what Rooster Teeth is capable of when they have the budget for a feature film. Why can't we have a Halo movie? And I mean, that's we, all we, I want now. And I know everyone's going to talk about it. We had Forward Unto Dawn, which was kind of marketed, yes, yes. Was marketed and released as a miniseries. Forward Unto Dawn, I really liked it, but I will say I laughed when it stopped being a political and war think piece and became an out-and-out creature feature horror movie. Yeah. Like, but, there was a complete 180, and I Did you watch out. the series or the feature cut? The feature cut. Okay. Whatever was on Netflix. Yeah, yeah it's the feature cut. I, yeah. I watched Forward Unto Dawn as well, and I thought it was good, not great, but it was probably the best live-action video game thing, but with the exception of maybe the Mortal Kombat um, mini series that never oh, that never I thought, meant, I thought you meant the first movie. No, that <laughs> machinima uh, did. No, the mini series yeah. that was no, yeah. interesting and compelling that and dark and gritty. Did. Um, yeah, but, Brothers. but never got finished for some reason. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess they ran out of money. But there's, like I said, there's no reason why we can't have a good video game movie. Uh, and I would system. trust these guys to 
do it. The thing about Rocket yeah. Jump is is I don't know if they unless somebody came to them and said make this movie, if they got an opportunity to make a movie, they would want something that was their voice, their characters, That's their originality, very true, which makes um, all of the sense. And I and I really liked their their vision for for the Red versus Blue universe. I was really hoping that it was going to be an episode instead of a PSA. That being said, I'm happy that it's Sarge 3. Um, but yeah. Because it was perfect for them. Yeah. Exactly. Because I thought we were going to get like a a live action version of like the highway chase or or something that like we, we would finally see one of these action scenes in real life that uh, Monty was so great at and the team was so great at. So uh, yeah, that that's... I think that was another thing is because I had an expectation for an episode as opposed to a PSA. But I still enjoyed it. Yeah. yeah my my only other thing about the the final one is that like it takes a lot for me to not look at a movie or an, a short and just see it as that. It takes a lot for me to get like broken out of like this is the story. When I look at when I went back and rewatched it, I started thinking like I want to see the shot breakdown. I want to see all of the technical aspects about how this was made because this is absolutely fantastic. And I know that sounds super nerdy. And that's how we know you're no. a filmmaker. Yeah, no, the the production aspect of it too exactly. is like how yeah. did you wrangle all of these people I want to see costume. the shot list. I want to yeah. see the costuming. It they had to have so had headsets so that you could actually talk to them and they could hear you. Oh, because yeah. with all of the action and everybody wearing helmets, it was probably just a lot of <laughs> <laughs> yep. it was madness. It's like it's the same way when I see a play I really like. I want the script so I can tear it apart like the English major I am. Hmm. That, that's an appreciation Where are the given commas? your skill set. I need to know the commas and the semicolons. <laughs> no, not even that. I want to sit Shop there and look at, and they use this device and they did this and it comes back here and this is foreshadowing. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I watched a really good play about honest to God, an AI named Allison. At one yeah, point. that was yeah, weird. That was amazing. <laughs> she said, "My name is Allison," and we were both like, what? "We're sitting in the front row of this like 100 seat theater downtown." What, what was the theater? I don't remember. It is in it's Westwood. Best, good, well known, but not, yeah, no. We're sitting in the very front row of this theater, sitting there going. <gasps> We were the when only the ones AI revealed to Sydney Allison. It's like when we I say like, front what? row, I mean the stage was two inches away from us, and there was no elevation on the stage. It was just there. Hmm. That's fun. So I'm wondering <laughs> if they were like, "Who were those people in the front and row, and what does Allison it mean?" It was to really them? funny Who because, but I, <laughs> while I was watching this play, I sat down and I was like, "Okay, guys, there's coincidence, and then there's just plain plagiarism." <laughs> it was extremely director and red versus blue, and mm. can't let go of the woman I loved. And it was just like. And she's an AI, and her name is Allison. So, I'm seeing myself thank out. You. Oh thank my you, God. Donut, for the reference that I needed. It's just a guy, a guy who's just like, I've got this great idea, and like his like co-writer going, that's real original, something you got there. Why don't you watch this show? Don't have time, I'm going to be writing. Well, <laughs> Either that, or it really was his red versus blue fan fiction. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> you just, know what? Just it was amazing. <laughs> Multiverse theory. Multiverse, Multiverse theory. theory. Why don't we get into the next part yeah, of the show? I, I will. Uh, Sorry. The last bit <laughs> no, it's fine. no it, 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 it had a place in this show. Yeah, just but. the last bit for the Freddie Wong episode. I had not realized how much I really missed the Blood Gold crew as we have them now until they came back. And partially that's because I am a huge Wash fan. And it's like, oh, you're and I like back. how you, you, I missed you. You bring him in as a as a Blood Gold member. He even is though, now. Well, He's he, been adopted. He is now. Oh. But the way you said it is like, oh, OG Blood Gold crew. No. <laughs> Nope. Wait. So the blood gold crew as they are now. Yeah. I'm still I'm still like the whole reason I'm wearing this yellow thing is for sister. I said it before, I'll say it again. 
<laughs> she's still alive. She's still out there. She's we need somewhere. her back. We need Junior back. That's like, obviously. That's, that's what thing. the next episode's about. It's about sister at the club tearing it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, imagine, imagine the cop out. Like the, there are theories, and we've seen them in the chat. Do, do you want to get into predictions? Uh, let's Short. do iTunes first. Let's do iTunes first. I just Thank you make guys sure. for reviewing. We love sure you guys. We're on iTunes. Uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that fun stuff. Leave us a rating. If you leave us a rating, we read it out loud. I actually did not have time to look them up before we came here because life has been completely insane. But we do read them on the show. We do adore you people. And if you like the show, if you want the show to keep going, that is the best way to let our producers know that you like us talking about these people who are no longer in a box canyon in the middle of nowhere and you want us to continue. So, yes, like, comment, subscribe, leave ratings on iTunes, leave reviews on iTunes. We adore you all, and I hope you know that by now. So let's talk predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. Miles for doing the light show. Yeah. Miles put up a post talking about how the next couple of episodes were his. Mm-hmm. Oh, dear God. They are how animated. How many people are Looks... going to die? Because that's Miles Luna. <laughs> it, well, given the shot that they give us, the going theory is that it's Herrera and that it's early freelancer. At which point I will just absolutely lose my mind. So they are streaming it in the Red versus Blue panel on Saturday afternoon. They are actually going to show the episode in the Twitch live stream of the panel. They're not going to cut the stream for the people at home. So even if you can't go to RTX, you can still watch it. Just don't pirate it. Yeah, don't pirate it. Don't put it on Be cool, release. guys. It's released for it. sponsors at the normal time the next day. It's released to people with accounts at the normal time on Monday. Like, this is maybe 14 hours earlier but also with a very large crowd. So guess where I'm planning on being at 2 p.m. on Saturday? <laughs> Starbucks. <laughs> you, maybe. Maybe. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be trying not to melt wherever I am. I'm going to be trying not to melt. It's going to be so hot. It's going to be so hot. You know what? It was hotter in L.A. last weekend. Magic about So predictions, you guys. I think it's going to be Herrera. I am going to go just absolutely crazy. I'm very excited. I didn't see the promo, so I didn't see what. Oh, good. What it's just then yours will be a lot. Yours will be a lot. It's just pure. yeah, I haven't seen it. No, I don't know what it is. So without it, what do you what do you expect to see from Miles? Miles, obviously, we're agony. We're, we're going back to canon. If it looks like it takes place pre freelancer, that could be really interesting. It'd be cool to like get some real names for some of these freelancers. Oh my god! Oh god! This uh, would be the way to do it, and, and everyone's head no, just get shattered. Even better. <laughs> and this is because of how much of a jerk I think I am. And this is how I would write it. Since they're going to the club, what's your name? And you can't hear it over the music. So <laughs> they're going to say their names, so, but you won't be able to it, hear them. What I like sure even more, it, 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 Herrera is a nightclub. Yeah. Is it the nightclub where York and Carolina we, met? Uh, yes, that is the nightclub okay. where York and Carolina met. Do we know if this is at Herrera? No. What I would love to see is York introducing himself to people and using a different name every time. I And we never see the reply. Slick son of a pig. I would really, sure. I mean, it would make sense for that to be his episodes here because York's episode, uh, you know, Miles' first episode writing for Red vs. Blue officially. Out of mind. Was York's recording. No, no, it wasn't out of mind. The episode was, is called Out of Mind. Oh, I, I thought you were talking about the miniseries. I'm no, like, I did. No, yeah, that's not quite you know, right. Not at all confusing, but no, the but season that, 10 episode is called Out of Mind. That would be a mind. very fitting thing because that's where he started as a writer for Rooster Teeth. 
That yep. would be great. That would Beautiful. be a wonderful, like, full circle and moment. That also means that we're bringing back, like, Sean and John and Shanna and all those wonderful people. I would like to see them reuse the animation from the dance in Ruby Season 2. Uh, somewhere in the background, yes. somewhere in the background, and and they like throw somebody out, and you see Iron Hilda like just being like she was thrown out of the the, the soldier carrier, and it just I, I think they they have an opportunity to reuse some good animation here because we're getting out of Machinima. That would be uh, a thing of wonder and glory. Oh I my god! F- I figure it's got it's got to have it, not even like everybody move. Look at this animation; it's a joke. But if you in the back see four people moving in sync, like just that, like that, that because would be that dance goes with everything. It's it does. <laughs> Still trying to learn that. It's the dance equivalent of Giles' theme. <laughs> Gile from Street Fighter. Uh, yeah. Gile. I was I'm like, Gile. did Giles from from Buffy have like a really good theme I that well, I never yes, noticed? Well, yes, he did, but not like that. Oh, all right. Okay. If that is all we have for predictions, I think we need to wrap it up with one real quick announcement. Starting tomorrow, nice we are all going to be in Austin for RTX. Oh. For those of you who are interested, I will be at the charity auction on Thursday night for side quests, so you can find me there. These two and, of course, uh, Dee's will be at the screener. The uh, God, I cannot for the life of me remember what it's called. The red carpet event for um, Crunch Time and, uh, and Day, day five. 5. Which is evidently open to the public and first come, first serve for seating. Good so. luck. I mean, yeah. we're, we're, trying to get, we're trying to get seats, too. Yeah. So we, we hope crossed. so. Yeah, so we're going to try to talk to as many people as we can on the red carpet uh, for, for Thursday. But for Friday, that's going to be the day of our general Rooster Teeth panel at uh, 5, 5 p.m. 5 p.m. And yes. it's in the convention hall so that we will be talking about Red versus Blue. We'll be talking about X-Ray and Fab. We'll be talking about um, Laser Team. Mm-hmm. And we will be taking your questions. So if you ever wanted to ask about any crazy weird things, that's the place to do it. Our Happenings Ruby at the panel. studio. And yeah. Yeah, really. Like, that's, that's the panel yeah. where we're kind of, we're not... I, I'm, it's a I don't chance wanna... to peek behind the curtain ever so slightly. And I would say not necessarily unfocused, but we have a little bit looser of a of an outline because we're talking about so many different things. We, I mean, I don't I don't suspect to talk about X-Ray and Vav for more than five to ten yeah, minutes. No, like, no. you know, it's just kind of a, hey, you like this? Does anybody have a question to talk about? No? All right, moving on. I really like <laughs> it. Hopefully season three. Like, and, fingers um, crossed. And our Ruby panel is on Saturday at noon. So show up, have fun. That's going to be great. That is also... Do I think it. we're in the convention center for all of our panels. That's wonderful. Third oh, floor, fourth God. floor. And then on Sunday, Megan and I will be on the RT Community Reacts panel at 4 p.m. Also in the convention center. I'm just going to stay in the convention center the whole time. Where you can't nice make me leave. It's too dude, hot outside. Dude, after last year, like having to having to walk from the convention center to this hotel, to that hotel, to this hotel, and in that heat <sighs> and in that that uh, uh, what's it called? Humidity. And then getting there just... and finding out that the panel you wanted to get into has been capped and was for the past oh thirty seconds. Oh no, but yeah. uh, but also getting getting into the press room and finding out the people you're going to interview got moved. So you're interviewing completely different people that you didn't do any research on. <laughs> that is something that totally didn't. <laughs> happened last year. Wow. But, um, <laughs> We're professionals. We are, we are professional we, adjacent according to Steve Bloom. Steve Bloom, Bloom that I'm monster I saw him. at the Ren Fair. Um, he, <laughs> I felt really bad. I was in half costume. He was in full costume. I was like, I don't want to say hi because then I'd be professional adjacent again. Um, but but yeah, um, we're going to be all around the convention center. We're going to be doing some media there. So we're going to be in and out of the actual floor as much as we can. If you see us around and you want to say hi, that was the coolest thing last year. Please it was. do. If the you absolute see it, coolest. If we're waiting in line for something, if we're hanging out before a panel starts, if we're, you know, hanging out, in the, well, not in the merch store, that has a that, yeah. flow of traffic, but, yeah. you know, if we're just futzing around, say hi, Please. come greet us, we're people, yeah. we like you guys. We do indeed. Heart. 
Okay, I think that is good. We will see you guys. (laughs) Those of you who are there, we will see you this weekend. If not, we will be back in another four weeks for another after show. But also, they're streaming the the event on Twitch, so you can so you can watch our panels on Twitch. Um, I'm actually looking for somebody to record them so we can have a secondary video, so that we can upload them for people who don't catch it. So uh, let let me know on on Twitter, and we'll get to those in a moment. Yes. So. Thank you guys for joining us. Mark, where can the people find you? Here's that moment. You can find me on Twitter, <laughs> at Mark Bidonica. Uh, let me know if you can uh, record the Twitch stream. We, we want to uh, utilize it for our own nefarious purposes. Also, um, <laughs> uh, the best way to keep track of all of us that weekend is our Twitter account, which is ABTV Rooster Team. That is the, the, the best way, um, because we're just going to keep posting the panel information until we don't. Um, that's where we're going to be posting all of our interviews, uh, at our, our playlists, everything. So, Mark Bidonica for me, ABTV Rooster Team for all of us and our activities at RTX this weekend. Uh, maybe I'll come in costume. I don't know. I would have to put something together really quick. But I, I, don't, don't know. I don't know where you would find the materials it's, for, the, for that in time. It's crunch time, man. It is a mystery. It is a mystery. It will forever be a mystery. Audio listeners don't even know. <laughs> I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Mangwin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-A-N. I'm also on a bunch of shows here at After Buzz and I write articles for the movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. And I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and YouTube at Kiajet. That's K-I-A-X-E-T. I am also on Snapchat at Kia Prime. I plan on posting like a crazy person this weekend. So, you know, one person RTX coverage right up in there. Um, I have about six hours to decide whether or not I'm going to cosplay this weekend. So we shall see. And most of my after shows are on hiatus at this point. So, yes, just follow me on the social networks. We do reaction videos on YouTube. It's going to be great. Thank you guys so much for watching. For those of you who are going to be at RTX, we will see you there. Everyone else, we will see you in four weeks. Bye! From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Show construction! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.